You are about to listen to The Light of Emuna, a Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Or HaEmunah weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is being produced Lezecher Nishmas Rachel Bas Yosef Zed. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information, please visit the Light of Emuna website at www.tloe.us. Welcome to the Light of the Moon, a podcast, Pasha Shmini. This adaptation is dedicated in honor of my dear wife, Devorah, and our dear daughter, Chaviva, and for Rafu Shlema, for Ratza, Bas Rochel, Henya, Bas Fredel, Menachem, Mordechai, Ben Ophira, Rivka, Bas Simalea, Micha, Chaim, Ben Sara, and all those people who need Rafuas uh, in this uh, current crisis. Parsha opens by Hibayem Ashmini Kara Moshe Li Aaron Levan of Lazikne Yisrael. It was on the eighth day Moshe summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. The Medrash Tanhuma Yashan asks, Why did he also summon the elders of Israel? He did so to elevate Aaron in front of the elders. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, Assemble the elders and appoint Aharon in their presence. This was so that the Jewish people would not say that Moshe appointed Aaron as Kohen Gadol on his own, by his own volition. Rather, it was by Hashem's word. Therefore, he was told to call the elders. It was on the eighth day. For seven days, Moshe Rabbeinu assembled and dismantled the Mishkan. And on the eighth day, which was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, they inaugurated the Mishkan. This teaches that a Mishkan that is designed to contain the Divine Presence must be established on one foundation, constant renewal. Rabbi Nachman taught us to seek one thing throughout our lives, how to begin anew, here and now, how never to despair, how we must never forego our true desires, how we must never cease davening for what we truly want. No tzaddik has ever attained perfection unless they obstinately refuse to despair. No matter what they endured, they reinforced themselves and attained what they achieved. They are so fortunate. It is forbidden for a Jew to lose hope. We must be convinced fully and wholeheartedly that we will yet merit everything that we yearn for and want. Only good and holiness is relevant to a Jew, even if the route to them is littered with obstacles. Our true label is beloved children of Hashem. Just as the Father is holy, the children too are holy. We must be satisfied with our lot. We must remember that we are children of Hashem. There is no one who is not at least partially good. Even serving Hashem by rote is a good thing. Every simple Jew who lives according to the Torah has a connection to Yiddishkeit and serving Hashem. We may not belittle what we can do because of what we cannot do. Every tiny movement toward, towards holiness, towards good, is never lost. To HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the main element is not quantity. He prefers our desires, longings, and efforts. Those are primary. We must forcefully push ourselves away from bad, even if only slightly. These seemingly inconsequential efforts are considered tremendous. Have you already given up? Do you feel like you are not worthy? You do not focus while praying. You get angry at your spouse. You yell at your children. You eat what you do not need. You waste money. You do all kinds of stupid things. And we all do stupid things because we are human. For you, Rabbi Nachman composed the teaching, I will sing to God with the little I have left. Azamra was written for people who are dejected and feel like they have no strength, that they cannot achieve, that they are not worthwhile. Azamra comes along and says, I will sing to Hashem with the little good that is still in me. Have a munah that it is within you. We must have a munah that we are capable, even if we are tired, weary, have such quote-unquote bad luck, and Hashem allotted us such tribulations, such as a difficult childhood, a problematic family situation, problems with our children, etc. 
We must seek the point in which we are certainly tzaddikim, and that element can revive our souls. We must take joy in our relationship with Hashem, speak to Him, make Him our partner in whatever we are going through, and watch how much joy and vitality we will receive. Right now we are here, alive, healthy, breathing. Be happy. Stop worrying constantly about what was and what will be. Stop looking to the side and noticing how others are happier, how they are always smiling, how things seem so much better for them, how life goes so well for them. We must be happy with our lot. One who is not happy with what he has is liable to cool off, to lose his Yiddishkeit and fear of heaven. God forbid. A person's entire task is to be happy with all of his might, with self-sacrifice, constantly saying it is all for the best. That is our challenge. If we, if we incessantly say, this too is for the best, we will escape all of the world's tribulations. We will enjoy amazing wonders and miracles. We must be happy, sing, and thank Hashem constantly before the suffering arrives, God forbid. We must not wait for suffering and then try to be freed of it. If we are happy, sing to Hashem, thank Hashem, then the suffering will not develop. We cannot comprehend the methods of the Creator of the world. For exactly that reason, we must fortify our amuna. What you thought was strict justice, you must know it was entirely compassion. It is for the best. We cannot try to understand it intellectually. It is impossible to understand the ways of the Creator of the world. The main thing is to strengthen our amuna. That is of primary importance. A person, no matter what happens, must fortify his amuna. We must never abandon our amuna. Hashem is completely good and there is no evil in the world. Amuna is the strongest power that a Jew possesses. That is the secret of joy and tranquility. The person who trusts knows with all his heart that even if the matter does not go as he wants, he trusts in Hashem that he did, does, and will do what is absolutely best for him. That's based on the Chovas Halvavos. Tzadikim justify the judgments that are imposed upon them. Aaron Akon, his two sons, Nadav and Aviyu, burned to death on the same day. How did Aaron react? The Pasuk tells us, Vayidom Aaron, and Aaron was silence, silent. He accepted the judgment with love. He remained silent. Not even a trace of mourning was detectable on him. That is much more extraordinary than... Uh, what, what is much more extraordinary than even silence and restraint? Chazal say that David Amelech attained even higher... Uh, even higher levels than that because not only did he remain silent during misfortune and adversity, he was even able to sing. As this Pasuk and Tehillim Parak Laman says, So that my soul might make music to you and not be stilled. Even in times of suffering and distress, he was able to play music and sing, not merely remain silent. Holy Amuna takes this gray life, these difficulties, confusions, where a person cannot find himself, everything is closed off, and all of the hardships that happen to him, each person with his own issues, and Holy Amuna turns all of this into such a great and wonderful melody. It is a melody that says it is all preordained, that Hashem orchestrates everything, and everything is for the best. Seven days is nature, the eighth day is beyond nature, boundless. It is the knowledge that things are only good with Hashem. Whenever our hearts feel good, it is because we have lifted ourselves a bit above our suffering and worries and connected to something higher, to the eighth day. The Creator expects us to be holy. As the Pasuk says, You shall be holy, for I am holy. We must cry over holiness. We must fight for holiness. A person suddenly feels that he wants to sanctify his eating, guarding his eyes, his speech. He wants to concentrate in davening. He wants to look at everyone with benevolent eyes. These are the longings of the soul, which wants and yearns to be free of physical straits. This is the 
the personal exodus of each of us every day, every hour. We want to be released from this bondage. We want to emerge from slavery to freedom. Master of the world, how much longer? Take strength in the fact that you have positive will. Will is a powerful force, and if a person's entire essence and desire is to head towards holiness, he will eventually achieve it. This aspect of desire that drives us is greater than all else. It is infinite. It is boundless. Desire is primary. As Rabbi Nassim explains in Lekutei Halachas, desire is primary. Immediately after one overcomes and accustoms himself to have strong desires of holiness, to get close to Hashem and to his tzaddikim, and does not abandon that will, he can certainly overcome all obstacles. Hashem holds no grievance against us for having a Yetzirah. That is how He created us. Rather, Hashem wants us to acknowledge it and begin to pray. Pray for every matter in holiness, for everything that separates us and distances us from Hashem. Most of all, we must pray for the strength to guard our eyes. Adapters note, in this context, guarding one's eyes is not limited to avoiding inappropriate content, although, of course, it includes that. It includes not being easily distracted from our mission by things that surround us and what others have. The Yetzirah is fiercest in that area. It is impossible to experience the taste of holiness when our eyes wander and our thoughts are defiled. The very act of opening our eyes causes us to be distracted from Hashem. Therefore, we must proceed with David HaMelech's advice, as he says in Tehillim Perkaf, Hey, Enai Tamid El Hashem, my eyes are always to Hashem. When a person is in constant dveikas, clinging to Hashem, he is automatically rescued from jealousy, covetousness, hatred, contentiousness, Lashon Hara, etc. He is saved because he does not see anyone. Therefore, tzaddikim never let their eyes wander outside their four amas, even in a closed room. Their guarding of their eyes is not only to avoid gazing at forbidden sights, it is never to allow anything to interrupt their dveikas to Hashem. When we open our eyes, we see something, and our thoughts begin to be drawn after the many distractions that surround us. Whatever we see immediately begins a chain of thoughts that can lead anywhere. If we committed a sin, we do tshuva. Hashem always loves us. Hashem is prepared to forgive and pardon all of our sins and bring us back to Him after all of the distance. He wants only what we exhibit, only that we exhibit a bit of shame, that we feel pangs in our hearts, that we truly want to correct, that we desire our, vit- our vitality to stem from holiness and not from our base urges. Eight is above nature. It transforms the seventy fiery torches of urges and inclinations into seventy flames of holiness. Holiness is so subtle, so refined. With difficulty, we may discern it, but its strengths are enormous. Fundamentally, it is our connection to Hashem. Holiness is separating as much as possible from the illusory pleasures of this world that never satiate the soul because the soul is so much more elevated. It is a portion of the divine from on high. We must sustain the body and give it what it needs, but we must not turn it into the focus of life. How does a person stop his heart from sinning? It is possible only through awe of heaven and fear of his glory. So that awe of him, as the Pasuk in Shemai says, So that awe of him will be upon your faces, so that you you shall not sin. Only awe protects a person from sin. Awe, fear, fear is the shame of one who knows that Hashem is standing above him and overseeing all of his actions. As per the Pasuk and Telem, Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Samet, I have set Hashem before me always. Our generation faces so many challenges and temptations. Only one thing can help us withstand. 
our awe of heaven. We require an infinite number of prayers from the depths of our hearts for Hashem to save us from the evil inclination. We know that without Hashem there is no hope. Hashem has no grievance against us for having a Yetzirah. That is how He created us. However, He wants us to daven for holiness, for help with anything that separates us from Hashem. To connect to the eighth day to higher places is only possible via the holy council of Isbodidus. It is not a new concept. All of our ancestors and all of the tzaddikim of the generations rose and reached their exalted heights and lofty levels by way of their abundant Isbodidus and pouring out their hearts before Hashem. However, to present this path to the masses was the greatness of Rabbi Nachman, to reveal that this path is relevant to every Jew from the lowest of the low to the greatest of the great. To go out into the fields and forests every night, far from the clocks and bustle of the city, to free ourselves for a moment from the pressures of time, and to wholeheartedly crave and be included in the Creator's light and unity to the utmost, with longings and yearnings that are sweet as honey. As the Pasuk and Tilim says, Kol bach, All my wellsprings are in you. All of the powers of my soul, all of the wellsprings are all focused on you, Hashem. I long only for you. It is impossible to appease or satisfy a Jew with the banalities of this world. Only one thing can truly calm him. A bond with Hashem and holiness. That concludes the Torah portion of Rav Azulai's Light of Emunah. And now as we do every week, we conclude with the tefillah that Rav Azulai shares with us from his heart, his cry to Hashem. It is a very personal and intimate part of him, and it reads... Master of the world, help me attain the intellect of Amuna, intellect that says that whatever happens to me in life is all your doing, Father, and it is all for the best. Whatever happened and happens to me is the best for me. It is from your love for me. I am still so far from this because every time I get angry, worried, or fall into sadness, I essentially forget that even what is happening to me now is from you and must be good, is definitely good, even if, according to human intellect, it seems bad. Help me merit returning to Holy Amuna as quickly as possible. If I find myself suddenly getting angry, worried, sad, blaming, or embittered, help me remember this sweet Amuna and start to say thank you, even if it is superficial, even if I still feel like something quote-unquote not good happened to me, and I feel like, why should I suddenly be thanking? Help me return to this gratitude repeatedly until it slowly penetrates my heart, because when we say thank you so many times, we begin to have Amuna that what happened seems, after all, to be good. Master of the world, I want to merit Ganeidin already in this world. I want my private Mashiach to arrive already. Those can only happen to me if, I, if it is clear as the sun to me, 100%, that whatever happens to me, from the smallest to the biggest, are absolutely best for me. Maybe, maybe they are bad for someone else, but for me, they are the best. They are what I want most in life. Have an awesome, uplifting, and wonderful Shabbos. You've been listening to the Light of Emuna Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Orha Emuna weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is produced by Hillel Caps Productions, Lezecher Nishmas, Rachel Bas Yosef Zev. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information about the Light of Emuna or to receive a weekly Parsha newsletter, please visit www.tloe.com. Dot U.S.